It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Watch Football Team Podcast. New listeners and old, if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. We appreciate all of those, and we will continue to read as many as we can uh, the five-star reviews that you guys are leaving over there at Apple iTunes uh, podcast platform. When Chris and I are not hosting this show, you can find Chris over the Team 983 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Fridays, and on the Radio.com app, also covering your Washington football team for SI.com. You can find me over at the Locked On Bucks podcast and over at BucksNation.com, part of SB Nation, covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Twitter. You can find Chris at WrestleMania621. Find me at DHarrison82 and find the show at LockedWFTPod. Chris, we're going to start today's episode off with some news, some transactions. Maybe not the sexiest transaction. It's not Curtis Samuel. It's not Kenny Galladay. It's not Ryan Fitzpatrick, but it's news and it's impactful. Yeah, David, uh, and good to be with you as always and everybody uh, out there. So we had a bunch of, I guess, smaller roster moves is basically uh, the way we should probably label it. But the most significant one was somebody actually leaving, and it was completely expected. Ryan Anderson not only leaves the Washington football team as a free agent, but also stays in the division and heads to the New York Giants. Now, uh, Anderson, a former second-round pick, 2017 out of Alabama, you know, he was the, the best way I could put it is, you know, um, he was thought to be the the replacement potentially for Preston Smith, who they had drafted two years earlier. And they used him at three, four edge and Ryan Anderson could bull rush. Ryan Anderson was timely with game changing or momentum changing plays. He was good at forced fumbles, that type of thing. Fumble recoveries had a big one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that you might remember in 2018 uh, against Ryan Fitzpatrick, (laughs) ironically enough, um, that caused a turnover. Uh, The problem was, is he wasn't a good fit at all in the four, three of Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera. Uh, And on top of that, even as a three, four edge guy, you know, I'm not a big fan. I don't know about you of not taking a great athlete. Like I know you have to be a great football player. That's most important, but if you can't run and if you can't cover in this league, you know, but, but you're expected to do that as part of your job, Mm -hmm. that means to me, you're, you're not going to reach the pinnacle of your success. And that's kind of how I looked at Ryan Anderson. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the more versatile that players get, you know what I mean? You see running backs turning into receivers more and more. You see tight ends uh, that are receivers more and more. And now you're, you're starting to see kind of even in the, in the further evolution, you're seeing tight ends that can not only run routes split out wide if they need to, they can also run routes from, from in line and they can also be a blocker as well. So, I mean, the more versatile the offensive weapons get and the more versatile offensive schemes get, the more versatile defenders have to be. And that's why you see guys like, you know, Buda Baker in Arizona having so much success because he can do a little bit of everything. And, 
Uh, you know, again, we, we reference Ryan Fitzpatrick back with the Buccaneers. You look at uh, Levante David, you know, in, in just a couple of years making a transition from being a, uh, a weak side linebacker in a in a 3-4 defense or a 4-3 defense rather to being an off-ball inside linebacker in a 3-4. He, he was able to make that transition smoothly. So Ryan Anderson, you know, still has some raw talent, some raw ability that New York is going to look to tap into, of course. But we never really fit, like you said, and then with the transition into the new scheme under Jack Del Rio, uh, like you chronicled there, it was just, it was, you know, the writing was on the wall that he was going to head elsewhere. Uh, so not a, not a huge surprise there and really not a huge loss either. I mean, you hate to see him playing for a rival, of course, just because, you know, a friend turned foe type of thing, but really right. not a, not a, not a, not a blow uh, to the Washington football team that they're going to feel, you know, throughout 2021 and into the future. You hope that you hope that he doesn't do what he did again in 2018 in Tampa at Raymond James stadium against Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Uh, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, you know, maybe he'll do that once. You hope it's not more than once uh, in the two meetings uh, up ahead in 2021. We touched on this last week. Uh, David Danty, Danny Johnson back, uh, primary kick returner. I think that, you know, was an obvious move. They didn't tender him as a restricted free agent. Then they work out a one-year deal. We did not really touch on this. And quite honestly, I didn't know where this was going to end up. Jared Norris is back. When they signed David Mayo, also a uh, former Carolina Panther, former New York Giant last week uh, with the last year, I should say with the Giants linebacker special team. Uh, I wasn't sure if they were going to bring back Jared Norris back, but they do. And, you know, I think every team again, obviously needs depth and every team needs some answers, especially when you have a 90 man roster. He didn't make the initial 53 last year, but he was, part of the team and played, you know, a significant amount, uh, Jared Norris did. So this is not a surprise. Oh, not at all. And, and they're kind of building the back end of that part of their roster before they presumably address the front end of it through the draft or maybe through another free agent signing. But again, I mean, when you look at the free agent group, there's just not a lot of guys out there uh, that, that you can identify to be that top kind of guy. So it just kind of makes sense to, you know, uh, use some of your free agent assets to go get guys that are on the market that you can make, you know, can make an immediate impact. And then go look for for young guys that can make maybe an early impact that you can develop into future starters. And last note on this, Fabian Moreau, according to John Kime of ESPN, might still be coming back. I honestly, uh, this surprised me a little bit, not because they can't still work with him, but I kind of saw the, the writing on the wall to me based on the way they used him or didn't use him last year was that they weren't a big fan of his, yeah. but apparently if they can work it out, he might eventually come back. Yeah, I mean, it just could, could just be a situation where a guy's going out there trying to make, you know, better money or get a long-term deal. And because of many factors, one of them being uh, the reduced salary cap this year, that the offers just aren't coming in. So uh, again, it kind of comes down to, you know, if, if you only have one place to go in that place to someplace, you, you at least know what's going to be expected of you. You sign that one year deal. You hope to make yourself some money during the season uh, through your performance and then hit, 2022's open market with more salary cap space for teams available and and even some teams looking to spend money just to hit the minimum so uh, it could happen i mean i wouldn't you know i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't be going to betonline.ag and putting any money on a prop bet on it but you know wouldn't be surprised if it did happen uh, but wouldn't also be surprised if he still ends up elsewhere yeah no doubt about that all right this is the locked on washington football team podcast along with david harrison i'm chris russell you can follow David on Twitter at dharrison82. And as well, you can follow me at russellmania621 and the podcast. Uh, David's doing a great job, uh, much better than me, I can tell you that much, uh, putting up all sorts of content at LockedWFT. 
WFT pod at locked WFT pod. All right. We are brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. That's right, Built Bar. You know the deal by now. Not only are they the best tasting protein bar on the market, but they are amazing. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and amazing taste. Pretty much any variety you have. I have a whole stock of them. And instead of eating terribly, I try and grab one of them. And well, it keeps me afloat, keeps me going, gives me the energy I need. And it feels like I have a, a little charge. 100% chocolate on all bars. Now's the time to find out which built bar is the best. It's built bar madness. Go to builtbar.com or to at bar underscore built on Twitter. That's at bar underscore built on Twitter. And remember to use the promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your next order. That's locked 15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And also check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar in all of bracket mania. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. All right, so David, uh, we are back right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. And on Tuesday afternoon, I had a chance on my Team 980 radio show uh, Monday through Friday from three to seven with Pete Medhurst, voice of Navy football uh, and the official Washington football team flagship radio station. I had a chance to catch up with former Washington, then Redskins, now football team head coach Jay Gruden, uh, who served in that role from 2014 through October of 2019. Last year, he was the Jacksonville Jaguars offensive coordinator, was not retained by Urban Meyer as he takes over uh, down there. But still plenty of great perspective, uh, plenty of good analysis and opinions from the former head coach of this year franchise that we cover, the Washington football team. Take a listen uh, from Radio.com and the team, 980. Jay, what is uh, what are your thoughts on Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, landing here in Washington? Obviously, a one-year deal. He's been to a bunch of different teams. Uh, I don't think you've uh, coached him at all in any spot, if, unless I'm forgetting. Uh, but Ryan Fitzpatrick coming here, I think it's a good fit. Do you? Yeah, I think so. I know Kenny Zampezi at Cincinnati had him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a quarterback coach there, and he always spoke uh, very highly of him. So. It's a good fit. You know, I think uh, when you have somebody, it's a good security blanket to have. You know, you can still let the young guys compete, and if they're not quite ready, you got a veteran like Ryan that can lead the show and win you a lot of games. He's proven that. So, uh, But at the end of the day, if uh, one of these young guys emerges as a starter and he's going to be a quality backup, he's a great guy to have on your team and a great leader and uh, and a good fit. So he can win games for you as a starter, and he can also be a positive role for the uh, backup position. 
Pete, if you don't mind, I just want to follow up on that. Um, Jay, when you were developing Kirk Cousins, you know, the knock on Kirk was he threw too many bad balls, interceptions, whatever, and he really cut that down. Ryan Fitzpatrick has always had that, you know, Fitzmagic, Fitztragic thing, throw a lot of interceptions. But the last couple of years, he's been pretty good, except for the one game against you guys in 2018 down in Tampa. What, what, what were some of the things you as an offensive coordinator, as a play caller, as a head coach, as a quarterback guru would teach a guy who maybe was guilty of ripping it too much and turning the ball over too much? And how do you balance kind of being conservative and smart with being still aggressive? That is the uh, million-dollar question, Chris, because you do want a guy that will push the envelope from time to time and and try to get chunk yardage because it's hard to move the ball 85 yards in 15 plays every drive with little dinks and dunks. You're going to have to push the ball down the field, and Ryan will give you that. You know, sometimes early in careers, young guys think they can throw the ball between two people and balls get intercepted, and uh, then they become a little bit skittish, so to speak, and they they start checking it down a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Alex Smith had that knock a little bit where he's more of a check down type guy, wouldn't push the envelope from time to time. But, you know, Alex, great leader. I'm not putting him down at all. Uh, but there is a fine line. And, uh, you know, and, and you just have to live with the fact that maybe Ryan will throw a couple more interceptions, but you're also going to be rewarded with him pushing the ball down the field, getting more chunk plays. I think Terry McLaurin will enjoy that. And obviously mm-hmm. with Samuel adding with the speed that he has, he'll enjoy a guy that's going to take more risks. Uh, but it's up to the receivers also in a, in a 50-50 type ball to make sure it's not intercepted, make sure it's either complete or incomplete. Uh, uh, so, you know, that, that's just something that the coaches will have to make uh, their evaluations and make sure that uh, the quarterback's not costing them games. But uh, also you want to put your team in the best position to win. Um, very difficult to uh, make that determination based on one game. You know, I think over the course of careers, uh, you can make that evaluation a little bit easier. Jay, what, what does a guy like Curtis Samuel add alongside a guy like Terry McLaurin that has probably, by all you know, admittance, outplayed what most people thought uh, of him coming out of Ohio State? And Curtis seemingly has done the same thing uh, down in Carolina as Washington rewards him with the free agent deal. Yeah, Curtis gives you a little bit of everything. You know, he's more of a glorified running back playing receiver. Not that he can't play a receiver. He can, but he can also do a lot of things in the backfield and and with uh, this day and age, with a lot of the jet sweep motions where they're handing it to the guy, they're faking it to the guy, and then they're handing it to the back, or they're faking it to that guy, handing it to the back, or play action to the back, and then throwing it deep to McCoy, I think it's a good match for them because I know they like to do it. They put McKissick in uh, jet sweep motions, and now they have uh, – I think that's his last name, so I'm not yeah. pronouncing it right. Yep. Sorry. No, you're right. Uh, but, but, yeah, I think uh, it just gives you more versatility, you know, and it keeps defense on their heels as far as – is this going to be a, a jet sweep? Is it going to be play action? Is it going to be an outside zone? Is it going to be a play action? So it's uh, a lot of good uh, elements that you can add to your football team. And then Curtis is, is excellent with the ball in his hands. He can catch the screens and take them to the house. Uh, like I said, he can play out of the backfield. He can run routes out of the backfield. I saw him do that numerous times in Carolina. I didn't have to do it a whole lot because they had McCaffrey, but when McCaffrey was out, they used him as a running back from time to time. So, He's a very versatile guy. He's also getting more schooled at the receiver spot, so I think it's a great signing for the Washington football team. Former Washington football team head coach, well, I guess he was here when the, when they were the Redskins, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars offensive coordinator uh, as well, Jay Gruden with us here on the BetQL guest hotline. Nice enough to spend a few minutes with Pete Medhurst and myself. Um, Jay, when you, um, when you look at Alex Smith, and obviously we know just a heroic comeback from a brutal, brutal surgery, um, 
when, when I don't know how much of him this year you got to see, but uh, you know we all know that what he's been through compromised his mobility. Was that the number one thing that when you got your hands on him, you said, "Okay, at least I've got this, and I've got a guy that's a good leader and maybe doesn't turn the ball over." Like, what what were you looking at from his skill set that that I guess fired you up the most and said, "Well, if he gives me this, I can do this with him." Well, I think exactly that's what you said. Leadership, number one. He's a great leader and players. Uh, he gets the most out of players around him, and that's a lot to be said for that. Uh, number two, he doesn't make mistakes. Um, so you're not going to be forced uh, with a guy throwing a pick backed up or, uh, you know, first a goal at the one-yard line, throwing an interception or taking a, a, a terrible sack. He's going to throw the ball away when nothing's there, and he's going to uh, make sure it's incomplete or complete. And, and if you have to punt, you have to punt. And we were doing pretty good with that formula. Our defense was playing pretty good. We were six and three at the time, and then he and then he got hurt. Uh, his his success at quarterback is not because he has thrown pushed thrown sixty five yard bombs for touchdowns. That he's a methodical quarterback. He can get you out of trouble because he's very mobile. He'll make great decisions with the football. But uh, number one thing, he's a great leader, and a great person, and, and players play around him. They play very well. Not only the offensive players, the offensive line, but the defense knows that uh, they're going to be in position to win every game, so they play harder. Jay, we've seen, you know, the physical, what the physical limitations are since he's come back from the injury at this point. I mean, certainly heroically to get back on the field and be productive getting back out there uh, in the time that he had this past season. Is there, is there a job for him, do you think, going forward? Is somebody going to maybe, you know, for lack of a better term, kick the tires here and, and give him a chance simply because of the leadership he can bring to a quarterback room? I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I think that uh, he still has, I mean, I, obviously the way he played, you know, he coming out, he had a little bit of rust without a doubt, but uh, he still has plenty of arm strength. Um, I think the one thing that you have to worry about, one of his strengths was his ability to move around in a pocket and get your first downs on third and eight by running a football. And I don't know how much of a factor that is now moving forward with the leg injury that he had. Uh, but for sure, if you want a guy to come mentor a younger quarterback, if you're drafting a guy that's number one overall pick like in Jacksonville, then sure, I'd take him as my backup any day uh, with the chance to compete to be a starter, uh, possibly with another guy, another team. So there's a lot left in his tank, and I know he's a fiery competitor. Um, I would not blink uh, if he was my starting quarterback right now, despite uh, the tragic injury that he had. All right, so that is former head coach Jay Gruden joining us uh, on the Team 980 in Washington, D.C., and as well nationally, worldwide on the Radio.com app, which is a great way for you to get the Locked on Washington football team podcast. We certainly appreciate uh, Jay's time and his insights and really good stuff uh, there, David. Uh, also, don't forget, coming up later on this week, we're scheduled to have uh, Brandon Smith, Iowa wide receiver, after his pro day uh, coming up. He is a guy that is expected to go somewhere in the middle rounds uh, and maybe, who knows, could land here in Washington. Certainly impressive um, in his pro day workout uh, and as well his offseason workouts. And that is still to come this week. Absolutely. And, you know, when when the draft is going on, betonline.ag could have a prop bet in those middle rounds of where a guy like Brandon Smith might go. Even if they don't have Brandon specifically on their boards, they're going to have other draft potential prospects on their board for you to bet on because they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whether it's the upcoming NFL draft, NBA, college basketball, hockey or baseball coming up. 
even award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline.ag has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. When you do, use a promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code Locked On at BetOnline.ag to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sycamore and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on the 2021 Draft Prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or your favorite podcasts, just like you would for the Locked On Washington football team podcast, David, as we welcome you back right here on LOWFT, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Great to have you with us. We appreciate uh, you being a part. As always, we're going to get some of your input. Uh, you can always hit us up via a many different methods. Uh, you can subscribe, rate, and review. And as well, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter, at WrestleMania621 for me. David is at DHarrison82, at DHarrison82. And the podcast is at LockedWFT. T pod at lock WFT pod is the way to go there. So David Jason, Wright, The team president on Tuesday, first uh, to ESPN. And then uh, the team actually uh, issued a statement. It looks like we're nearing. Um, I guess the best way to put this is not the finish line, but the, the, the last part of the process in terms of the rebranding for and the opportunity for fans to be involved. Um, they've been taking suggestions uh, all along at WashingtonJourney.com, uh, and now they're making the quote-unquote last call. Uh, no, it's not alcohol. It's the last call uh, for fans that have until April the 5th uh, at midnight or just before midnight so another week and a half or so uh, to send in their suggested team names. And I, I guess the most interesting part of all this is, is again, we're, we're getting to a finish line here of suggestions, number one. And number two, Jason did admit what I thought he had admitted before, but people seem surprised by it, that Washington football team is a possible name that this team could move forward with, that this organization could move forward with. And that seems to rub people very much the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. I think you're either going to love that idea. Or you're going to hate that idea. Me personally, personally, I'm not really a fan of it. I think that they need to have a team name, but I kind of get where, you know, Jason was coming from as far as what he's talking about, some of these fan reactions. And I have seen some fans of this franchise on social media talking about that. They would rather the team just keep Washington football team as their team name. Um, I, I like some of the other mock-ups that we've seen, you know, out and about there and, and submissions that the team has received uh, specifically. 
and I, and I get the, the, the intention of kind of tying it back to the history and they don't want to erase, you know, the team that they were, they just want to basically create a new chapter of the franchise. And I get all that. I think you can do that by keeping the color scheme. And I, and, you know, I don't know if anybody has said it specifically, but I would be extremely surprised if they change the color scheme. I think right. outside of a team name, if you change the color scheme of this franchise, I think that's going to cause more problems than anything else. So I think, you know, uh, as, as long as whether it's, you know, the Red Wolves or, or one of the other uh, recommendations out there that I've seen, as long as, as they have the same color, as long as they have the same kind of feel, like when you, when you watch them run out, it, it might be a new logo and you might hear the announcer say a different name, but it still looks familiar. Then I think you'll be okay. I'm not a fan of Washington football team as a, as a, as an enduring name. I get it as a temporary placeholder. Got it. But I, th- I think personally they need to pick a name and a logo that's not Washington football team. Yeah, and I think ultimately they will choose a different name as much because they don't seem to like, and neither does a lot of the fan base, when media outlets put football team as opposed to right. what would normally be their nickname or their moniker. Yeah. And, you know, if you're the, the problem is, quite honestly, for me, not only do I not hate Washington football team. It's kind of grown on me. I mean, it's a little wordy. Mm -hmm. It's a little mouthy, uh, but it's one more word for crying out loud, you know, and and, and if you look at it, you mentioned Red Hawks, you know, or Red Wolves, I should say, you know, I mean, theoretically, Washington Red Wolves is kind of a sort of a mouthful too. So I don't really go crazy about that. I'm not a big name person anyway. I'll call them whatever they're, they're at. The one thing that I would kind of suggest that they have to be careful about. And maybe this is why it leans towards leans towards Washington football team staying David is they've done a lot of signage and a lot of changeover, not only to get rid of the old Redskins logo and name, but also to put Washington football team everywhere at FedEx field on huge signage Mm -hmm. at the Inova Sports Performance Center in Ashburn, Virginia, their practice and daily facility. There's a lot of work that has to be done to then change over a third time, basically. Uh, And you have to then create that brand impression of whatever it turns out to be, Red Wolves, Red War, whatever it is. And Ron Rivera has said he'd like it to be something militaristic or a tribute to the military, which I I think is great. The problem is, is, you know, it's got to be something that kind of, again, rings like you're not trying too hard. You know, it yeah. can't be like the Washington Admirals or something <laughs> like, or the Washington Sergeants, just using, you know, that as an example. Yeah, it don't do either of those. That. You're a military guy, uh, so yeah. m- maybe you have a, a different feel. Like, I, I think they need to come up with something cool if they're going to pay homage to the military, which I have no problem with. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, don't, don't, don't become the admirals, please. Like, just, just. <laughs> and if you do something branch specific, you know what I mean. Like, if you call them the sergeants, I know there's sergeants in, in multiple branches, but if you call them the sergeants or you call them the admirals, there's, there's got to be a color scheme coordination. You know, like if your team name is going to be the admirals, you, you think of navy, right? And navy's it, it, the colors yeah. are, is blue. One of their colors is blue, blue and gold, and and all that. So. To have a team that's you know burgundy and gold, but then they're called the Admiral. Like it just doesn't it just doesn't fit. And I mean, doesn't seem right. You put the ship yeah. you know in red or in gold. Like it, it just doesn't work. So don't do anything like yeah. that. Don't don't reach. You know, like like draft strategies. Don't don't reach for a name just because it looks sexy uh, or you think it's going to be popular. Just just pick the right name, and I think they will uh, either way. I mean, if it's Washington Football Team, 
Like it's it's not going to be the end of the, of the of the world for anybody, I don't think. And and like you said, it does have kind of a ring to it, and and I think a lot of people have gotten used to it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, all right, that's going to do it for us on this particular episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Again, thanks to uh, former head coach Jay Gruden uh, for joining uh, me and Pete Medhurst on the Team 980 in Washington, D.C. and the Radio.com app, which, by the way, is one great way you can download the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast along with Apple, Spotify, uh, Player FM, and more. Please spread the word. Please subscribe, rate, review and share the love and keep coming back for much, much more. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.